welcome back to Cinema Adventure. We're a movie podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a film. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Aiden Walker. And I'm your caped crusader with hair extensions, Blake Peterson. Hair extensions? Hair extensions, because everyone in this movie, I feel like, has fake hair. Have you noticed that? Mm. Mm. Well, what movie are we talking about today, Blake? Oh. I, might, I might be able to understand <laughs> if you tell me. I guess, I guess I should tell the people what we're talking about. Might be, you know, able to guess based on the title of the episode, but today we are talking about Avengers Infinity War, the long, highly anticipated sequel to Avengers, what was the one before called Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron. That movie. Directed by the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers, Two yeah. brothers. Yes. Which is kind of a fun thing that they do in Hollywood right now, two brothers directing things. Have you noticed this? I have noticed that. We have the Coen brothers, there's the Russo brothers, there's the brothers who do Stranger Things. Who are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what are their names? I don't know. The, we had the Wachowski brothers, but now sisters. Yeah. And then who, the Safdie brothers as well. I really like them. They did good time. Huh. And now they might be working with Timothy Chalamet, so they just... Hey, that's a career boost immediately. Yeah, career boost right off the bat. Right but off yeah, the bat. got some good brothers. A lot these, of brothers. These brothers also directed... Arrested Development. Arrested Development, Community, right, as well? Or I think so, a little bit. They did that, but they also directed Winter Soldier, the Captain America movie, mm-hmm. and Captain America Civil War, which is basically an Avengers movie. And I'm going to stand by that statement. Uh, no, I completely 100% totally agree with you. I still don't get why they didn't just say it was an Avengers sequel, because I feel like, you know, they would have just been like, oh, here it is, and they would have been fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Man, we need to get more uh, more sisters directing. I got to get some sisters, yeah. I don't even know if I can think of any right now. Just the Wachowskis. Just the Wachowskis. People need to start following suit. Got to yeah. do it. Yeah. More sisters yeah. in movies, please, <laughs> as directors. I love it. That's our political push for yes. today. We'll love More Olsen sisters twins. in movies. If the Olsen twins became directors, we would be living in a wonderful world. That would be a, we would be back in the good timeline, the I good, think. The good age. The good age. <laughs> so speaking of timelines, I know that this particular storyline of Infinity War in the comic books is kind of a reset oh, of, the, of the universe because mm. of some of the disastrous events that happen and then whatever comes next. You know... I'm not going to really hold myself to this because I actually haven't ever read any. I haven't really ever read any Marvel comics, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Retweet. So, but I've heard that it's, it works kind of like as a reset button on the whole storyline. I'd imagine. I've never really read a comic in general, so no, nothing. You weren't. Well, I'm. You know, I'd, I would not be surprised. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to ask you. Did you? You didn't read any manga in like middle school, no. bro? Oh, I was well, so into that. I remember when. I don't know if this is considered manga. I guess you can tell me. The closest thing to that maybe is I like the game Kingdom Hearts, and they had like a comic book version of that. Really, and I purchased it and I read that. Kingdom Hearts, to be fair, is a great game. It's lit. It's very very I love fun that game. games. Could not beat either though. No, I had to give up at a certain point. They're hard. My nine year old brain could not handle that. And you but. know what? My adult brain can't handle the storyline in no. in those games at all. Now, it's dense. Some people may find the plot of Avengers Infinity War to be a little confusing, maybe a little twisty. It's just... It's nothing compared to the Kingdom Hearts games. True. That's very true. But it's still... Yeah, there's a lot to take in. There with is. This plot. There's just there so is. many subplots. There's so many... There's just a lot of characters. This is like bigger than a Robert Altman movie. We have characters crawling everywhere you can't escape them yeah all your favorites it's the biggest crossover in cinema history as they say so you know kermit the frog was there we had uh grimace 
uh, <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. Wow. You know, Ronald McDonald, the everybody, Burger King. Everybody you want. Everybody the you've ever seen. The Hamburglar well. was there. He was there. Yep. I really like the Hamburglar <laughs> in this. He was so good he was as, as Black Widow's sidekick. Oh, my God. I was just going to say that. Were you really? Wow. Black Widow's sidekick. That's what he was. <laughs> no, I loved the memes before this movie came out. It was... Like, they would do, like, the caption, like, the most ambitious crossover event in yes. history. And then they'd put, like, a picture of, like, That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. <laughs> or, like, the one time when, like, Kim Kardashian was on The Simple Life. It was really fun to see all of those. Oh, yeah. But this was definitely, though, an ambitious crossover event. I would say it was. They had, all like, all the superheroes except for, like, Ant-Man and Hawkeye. R. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. I He was... I missed him. He's... I didn't remember him existing. Until He's kind you of bland, but you know. Enjoy Actually, him. the I think the only Marvel movie at this point that I haven't seen is Ant Man. Oh, it's good. And I, like I haven't it. I haven't seen the Hulk movie with uh, Norton. Isn't that worth it though? I heard that's bad. I heard the 2003 one's bad. Like I've heard they're just all yeah kind of bummers. Don't think I want it. No. But Ant Man <laughs> was good. You enjoyed it. Yeah. I'll well, have to check that out. It's what I want because I think I I mentioned on when we did. Thor Ragnarok. I like the superhero movies that are like really dumb and there's not really any drama in that one's exactly that. You know, no drama. I was pretty happy watching Infinity War. I, I mentioned on the last episode at the end, I was like, you know, my expectations are pretty low. Only yeah. thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is Spider-Man doing some cool stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I was correct. That ended it. up happening. He did some cool stuff. That being said, I agree with you for the most part about, you know, looking for more of the goofy kind yeah. of superhero stuff. I have to say the arc that Hulk goes through in Ragnarok made me enjoy Hulk a lot more oh, me too. In, in, Affin- in Infinity War. Yeah, I've I never, never thought I would like Hulk as a character. I've never really cared about Hulk. I think Mark Ruffalo is great, but I've, you know. I, I, sorry, I meant Thor. Oh, Thor. Well, Hulk, Hulk and Thor. I like them both a lot more in this movie because yeah. of Ragnarok. No, Ragnarok really, I think, solidified those characters for me after being a little bit shaky. But I will say, I mean, with Infinity War, I was really expecting, since it is, you know, two hours and 40 minutes, I was really, I don't, because I think generally when I think of these very long superhero movies, I kind of gravitate toward, I just think of like the DC comic movies, like the Batman movies that Christopher Nolan did, and then the more recent ones are so long, and because they're really long and very, they're known for being very grim and dramatic, I was kind of expecting Infinity War to be this very grandiose, very almost Shakespearean sort of thing, but it was actually really funny. It was pretty much the whole thing. That was one of the first things that I came out of the theater thinking. I was like, you know, the movie went some very dark places, Mm -hmm. but there's so much levity and comic relief throughout that you feel okay about it. You Mm -hmm. know, you kind of go, yeah, this is a story that's supposed to be really fun. And even though there are dramatic stakes and sometimes it feels a little bit uh, too hot to handle, Mm. It's still you still have a very good time going on the on the ride. Yeah, it's really fun. I feel like like I kept thinking about the sequel, The Guardians of the Galaxy, which is really funny for like the first act, and then it gets really dramatic for a long time with not really a ton of comedy in there. Whereas this one does a really nice job of kind of having these bursts of comedy that are really inspired, but then it you know throws in some you know dramatic stuff when need be. So it does find a really good balance of that, which is important when you're you know making a two hour and forty minute long movie. You gotta make oh, it yeah. seem fast. And these Marvel movies at this point, because there are so many, and I think they're aware that if they tried to take themselves so seriously, that the fatigue would yeah. set in real hard. I don't. Oddly, I don't feel very fatigued by these movies. Yeah. Like I went into this expecting you know to feel that way, but I came out 
kind of realizing that, you know, they're, they're not really taking themselves super seriously mm-hmm. because the heroes interact with each other in the ways that we would interact with somebody who was dressed up in a silly costume <laughs> if we saw them in real yeah. life. The ultimate example of this, and I think this was in the trailers, but is when Spider-Man and uh, Doctor Strange meet for the first time. And he's like, "What's Spider-Man asks, what's your name? And he's like, oh, I'm Doctor Strange. And he says, oh, we're using our made-up names. In that case, <laughs> I'm Spider-Man, <laughs> which is very funny. It's so good. It's very good. No, I feel like I kind of expect to be fatigued at this point. And I think my, I've kind of almost wanted to be fatigued because there's so many. I just want to be like, oh, let's stop. But I feel... Yeah, like pretty much every time I watch one of these, I usually enjoy it. Even the ones that I don't, I'm not as hot on, I still like. And I think this one, despite being kind of bloated, I mean, no matter what, like when you're almost three hours, that's just too long in general. <laughs> but I did not leave feeling like, oh, I don't want to see the sequel. And it did a good job, too, because, I mean, I think Age of Ultron, I haven't really seen it since I saw it in the theaters. But I remember that one being kind of a, a more serious kind of having this is like a long existential crisis of a movie and so <laughs> it was good to go from that to this which is still heavy but a lot more lighthearted. oh certainly i'm definitely looking forward to see what happens next because i know i didn't think i would come out of the theater being like i honestly am very excited to see the yeah, sequel because this one i didn't care about it so much that i like didn't even know when it was coming out like when you had said oh we're doing infinity war this day i was like Oh, it's coming out this month. Like I didn't know. Yeah. So, but now it's the opposite, and I'm like ready for. I think it's coming out it's next a, April. Like exactly. I think it's next year? May. I think it's like May third. Yeah, April or May. Like it's pretty much exactly a year. If they do what like they did request. for this movie, though, and they say, "Oh, just kidding, Marvel fans, we love you," and push it a couple of weeks because it was originally going to come out, I think, the I same think, weekend as the Han Solo movie, like May twenty yeah, fourth or so. Yeah, I think a little bit later. So I hope they bring it a little bit earlier. That'd be but cool. It's done filming, so is it really? Which is that makes me even more mad because it's done filming, and they're just like, "No, we're going to wait a year," because they filmed it. This one, they were actually going to film this. This is actually one of my fun facts, so I repeat that. Oh, just that. slip it in. Um, <laughs> but, like, this was going to be filmed at the same time as the sequel, but then I guess that was, like, a scheduling nightmare because it just took way too much time. So they did this one, finished it, and then right away did the sequel. So it's all wow. basically done. That's which, amazing. Yeah. It's very impressive. Impressive undertaking. It seems like our predictions from last week's podcast were both wrong, which I'm ha- kind of happy about. Yeah. I predicted Captain America was going to die. And he didn't. And he God. did not. He made it. And you predicted that you weren't going to enjoy it. <laughs> and you did. So, wow. I mean, we couldn't have had, you know, Marvel. better better predictions That's to good. be wrong about. Yeah. Also, I have this weird thing where, because, I mean, I guess this is not a spoiler-free podcast, but a lot of characters die, and I was very prepared for like Captain America to die. Just because oh, I me think too. Everyone kept saying that. I feel like there was no basis to it, but they kept just saying that, so I was like convinced it was going to happen. <laughs> so then when he didn't, because I, I don't know why I had this thing where like I feel like everyone could die, and I wouldn't really care, but I really like Captain America and Black Widow for some reason, so as long as they're good to go, that's all that matters. And they didn't, like the fake deaths at the end, which we can talk about later, um, they were not part of that, so I was very happy. Do you want to give a, a brief overview of what the movie's about? I feel like we should oh, get I, that I, out of the way real quick. Yes, I'm going to do it as talking. most general as possible because there's there's too many things you gotta that happen. Be general, yeah. um, <laughs> so, there's two groups in this movie. Technically, there's more. I don't have time. There's two groups. There's the good guys and there's the bad guys. True. The good guys are from Earth or are the Guardians of the Galaxy and are on their way to Earth, and they want to make sure that things are good and happy in the universe. Then there's the bad guys. Mm-hmm. The bad guys are led by Thanos, who's the biggest bad guy, and he's got purple skin 
and a weird chin and he's played by josh brolin in motion capture or more motion performance yeah. uh, capture performance capture rather <laughs> i want to be respectful i know andy circus has gone on like a tirade about how you're supposed to call it performance capture because it is a performance oh, so does he? Wow. yes andy. so i respect that um <laughs> performance capture josh brolin big purple man he's the bad guy he wants to get six is it six i think it, yeah he wants to six. get six stones called the Infinity Stones, hence why the movie is called Infinity War. Each stone gives you power over a domain of the universe in some way. There's like the Space Stone, which lets you do teleporting. There's the Reality Stone, which makes and kind of lets you do illusions. There's the Mind Stone, which I assume lets you control people's minds or something. <laughs> All of them allow you to shoot powerful energy beams, so yeah. I guess it's kind of irrelevant. There's the Time Stone, which lets you control time, make it faster, make it slower, make it stop, make it go backwards all the features you have on your TV remote, essentially. Uh, and then what else? Oh, there's the soul stone, which I assume would allow you to just kind of kill people or bring people back to life. And then there's probably one more, but I forget. doesn't matter. I'm impressed that you just gave me a rundown of them because I honestly was not, I don't know what any of them do. I just know that if he has all of them, they kept, they would not throughout the movie. They would be like, I could just snap my finger. And oh yeah, they did that a couple times. They did that so many times. I'm like, if you snap one more time, <laughs> We're not listening to a Sade album. We don't need finger snaps. Right. It's fine. So Thanos, <laughs> his whole goal is that if he can, he, he he feels that life just exists and will continue to expand and multiply until they wipe out all the finite resources in the universe. Mm. And he wants to stop that so that life can continue. And his idea of, I guess, being the good guy is population control. So he his goal is to get all the stones so that he has complete control over the universe so that he can snap his fingers, and wipe out half of the life in the universe, which is exactly what he does in the comic books, yeah. um, which is cool that they kind of stuck with that same storyline that yeah. I guess hardcore fans are familiar with. <laughs> yeah, so they talk about how he's he's trying to do that. And then he super does that he at the end of the movie, it, and it's I very dramatic. It. Yeah. I love. Yeah, I know the end of the movie is create a lot of controversy because I guess people who are listening probably have already seen it and know but oh yeah i hope people as, are yeah not spoiling he, it for themselves as the internet has told us when he gets the last stone like all these quirk he's like able to just basically like a random selection of people just turn into dust basically and a bunch of very major characters do oh yeah and black I, panther he does, every yeah. guardian of the galaxy except for rocket raccoon um, <laughs> i mean, they didn't even like pay attention to the guardians of the galaxy who like Lived and died, I guess. They but all went except for the raccoon. Oh, I, I thought Peter Quill did for some reason. Spider Man, Peter Peter did. Wow. Man. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet who, Scarlet Witch did. Did you notice that in Age of Ultron she had an accent and now she has no accent? She had a very very bad um, yeah. Russian accent. Yeah, Elizabeth and she's got to have some consistency, but I guess that wasn't important to her. Did you ever so. see? Uh, uh, Ingrid Goes West. I did. I like that a lot. She was in that. She was excellent she, in that. Oh, she's great. I think the few, I mean, I haven't seen everything. I haven't seen her breakthrough movies like called Marth, I don't even know what it's called, like Marth, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, whatever. I heard she's great in that. That was like her breakthrough. Mm. I need to go back and see, you know, all of her non-Avengers performance. I've only seen like Inger Goes West and Wind River, and she's great in both. So true yeah. talent. True talent. Yeah. But she does turn into us, which is really sad. Yeah. But yeah, but Captain America and Black Widow don't. Yeah. Which... The Thank Hulk God. doesn't. Hulk doesn't. Iron Man doesn't, right? Iron Man doesn't. It's all yeah. I could ever want. But, I mean, it's one of those things where 
I mean, I like the ending because one of my problems with all the Marvel movies is, you know, at the end of the day, the good does defeat evil, which is a fine ending, but it's also like, we all know this is coming. So to have this ending, which I was not expecting. I, I was, love bad guys win. I love endings. that. Even if I know, I mean, it's not finite, obviously, because I mean, they already have greenlit like a Black Panther sequel and a Spider-Man sequel. So we know they're not actually dead. It's probably yeah. just because there's a part in the movie where Doctor Strange says like, oh, there's millions of possibilities of how this could end or whatever. So it's probably mm. just some other like ending and then there'll be some switcheroo. I don't know how it's going to play out. I, yeah, I I think at least my theory is that there, there's a scene where they go to the, the planet or is it a moon? I think it's one of the moons of like Jupiter or something actually, or it is in the comics, maybe <laughs> Saturn, but they go to uh, Titan, mm-hmm. a planet called Titan. And it's where Thanos is from originally and they have this big fight with him there. But before that fight goes down, Doctor Strange has one of the Infinity Stones before Thanos gets it. It's the Time Stone. And he uses it to kind of look through time to see all the different possibilities of how when they fight him, they might win. And Mm -hmm. Tony asked him, he's like, okay, how many possibilities did you see? And he said, I looked at 14 million outcomes. And it's like, oh my gosh, Doctor Strange, you got to chill. So tiring. So so tiring. (laughs) And Tony Stark asks, you know, how and how many of those do we win? And he says, one. <laughs> so there's this big, the, the battle goes wrong seemingly, right? So yeah. it, they lose and Doctor Strange gives up the time stone in exchange for Tony Stark's life. Boo. Boo, right? But <laughs> he can choke. Save people. <laughs> <laughs> but something tells me that Doctor Strange is smart enough that he wouldn't give that up just as a, like a, Oh, yeah. concession of defeat so i'm sure that he mm. did that because he saw that in doing that it would lead to yeah. an eventual restoration of mm-hmm. everyone yeah but i'm so excited to see because you know that i don't know how soon it'll happen in the sequel but i mean obviously we're gonna find out there's gonna be some big like plot twist sort of thing and i'm i'm ready for it i think I'm it would excited. be really cool if they wait until at least halfway through the mm-hmm. movie or until the third act to like do the big resurrection and bring everybody back because it would be so great if we just followed that small band of just kind of like, it's a weird group, right? Yeah, Captain America and the Hulk and Thor. It just seems, and it's just kind of, and the and... raccoon is there. Yeah, it's just kind of a goofy, goofy yeah. mix up and it'd be fun to watch them try to figure out what the heck to do next. Yeah, or maybe they'll make another full movie, don't tell us, and end on a cliffhanger again. Who maybe knows? Who knows it'll never end. Basic, I mean, these movies probably will never end. No, no, no. There's no way, it made so much money this week. What was it like? Six hundred thirty million in a weekend? Like are you it was serious? insane. Which I'd be like, oh, it's so impressive. But tickets, I feel like, are forty dollars. So you know, is that really that impressive? But it's it's something. This really, it was a journey. That was an exhausting conversation. Yeah. Let's take a breather for a minute, and then you can give us some fun facts. You mean you take a breather? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I was thinking we could actually Fraud. like take a breather, and then we'll have some fun facts. Drink some ta- chamomile tea. Yeah. That's what facts i should confess no a lot of stuff online unfortunately is people like to post these fun fact things before the movie came out so it would just be like it's rumored that this is gonna happen which first of all it's not a fact if it's a rumor but they kept putting that um so i tried to wean as many things i could that would be relevant there's like six and i said one of them so r.i.p the first one is oh the Russo brothers originally high confirmed that Captain Marvel would be in this movie and Captain Marvel is that who Brie Larson is playing in the future mm-hmm. yes she was gonna make her first appearance ever in 
uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this, but then I guess they decided not to and just give her her own solo movie. Looks like she's going to get a movie, and then I assume she'll probably appear in yeah. in the second Infinity War. Well, I heard the that her movie is going to be set in the 90s, which I'm excited for because mm. I feel like 90s superhero movies are underrated. So it'll be like a throwback to that, yeah. <laughs> that you wonderful know, time. I know that she's referenced in the post credit scene oh, in Infinity she? War. Yeah. Did what you did watch? Did you stick around for the post credits? I did, but I don't remember them mentioning her because I was so focused on the dust. <laughs> yeah. It shows Nick Fury and, oh, what's her face? I don't Agent. remember. <laughs> Coulson? What is no, her name? I don't know. It's like Kobe Smulders plays her. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Maria Hill. That's what it is. Okay. Wow, my mind. Wow. Anyway, you must have the mind stone. I'm, I am Doctor Strange. Your vision. <laughs> That's me. I'm Vision and Doctor Strange combined. Doctor Vision. Doctor. That's me. <laughs> he's he's a super-powered optometrist. Yes, that's who I am. Um, but what did they say about Captain oh, Marvel? Oh, well, when, when Nick Fury is turning into dust in the post credit scene after the Thanos decided to wipe out half of the world, he drops this kind of transponder cell phone looking device on the ground and it shows a logo is flashing on the screen and it's Captain Marvel's uh, um, like call sign. See, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know either. I, I had to look realize. it up after it. I was like, oh man, they're calling Captain America, but he's already busy. And then I was like, oh, it, it wasn't. That Captain contraption America. looks like it's from the 90s. It's so old. It was, like a, it was like a pager. It was like it was he dropped like a pager. Captain Marvel's pager, which I mean, if it's going to take place in the 90s, maybe that's the only way to reach her. That's true. She just what? held on. Ooh. To her pager technology. I know. Maybe it's a Palm Pilot. I've never seen one of those, but I saw them referenced a lot when I took like elementary school tests. They'd be like, no Palm Pilots or pagers. So who knows? There's that for you, everybody. Incredible. Um, what's another one? Oh, I guess. So everyone, usually they will like let the actors, you know, read the script ahead of time. And maybe when they're doing like stuff beforehand, promoting like saying like, oh, I'll be in this movie, they might know a little bit about it, but I guess because Tom Holland, while he was doing stuff before like Spider-Man Homecoming came out, he was like spoiling a lot, and so Marvel was like, uh-oh, we need to maybe not give them anything at all. Like, we, they're gonna read the script as soon as they get on set, and then I guess it, it, because of him, like no one was able to see the script until like it was their time to be in the movie, basically, because they wanted no spoilers, which, I mean, I guess the no spoiler thing makes sense, but also they're just so, it kind of makes me laugh how much they're just like not allowed to say things. I want to know the repercussions if they were to be like, they just gave the entire plot away or something. What would happen? I mean, they get fired, obviously, but would they get sued. Like, I feel like it's intense. I don't know. They definitely sign NDAs for that kind of like, stuff. I feel like they'll get like assassinated. Like, it's so intense. And have you, have you read it. about like the stuff for the star, like the new Star Wars movies, no. how secretive they are? Really? Oh my gosh. Like, incredibly. That's scary. That would just make me anxious all the time. There's something... I don't know if this is true, but there's, like, some rules about, like, supervision about, like, when you're allowed to have the script, like, on you. Like, you're not really allowed to take it to certain places. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really serious. So you can't just, like, go to a Starbucks. I appreciate it, though. I would be so, so sad if, like... Big Star Wars stuff got spoiled for me. I know. know. It's that would be things. horrible. Because you never know what's going to happen. I remember when, actually I don't remember because I wasn't alive, but <laughs> when Scream 2 was about to come out, the script somehow got out. And so they had to like reshoot the entire ending because everyone knew how it was going to end. So you wouldn't want that for a Star Wars movie because that's probably a lot more expensive than a 90s slasher movie. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess this is just something I didn't realize that should have been obvious, but... Because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 takes place pretty much right after the ending of the first one, the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy is actually set like three years before this movie. So I guess oh, wow. three years worth of, worth of things have you know been happening in the I Guardians of the Galaxy That universe. would explain why 
Peter Quill has a funny mustache. That's true. It's He's been going a through the changes. Which makes me wonder because in the movie, here's another spoiler, but I guess you've probably seen it, so it doesn't matter. But Gamora dies, and I wonder if since there's that three-year period, is the next Guardians movie going to be after this, or would they just prefer to do like another one set before this happens so then she can be in it? I don't know. I don't know. I really like her character. I think I Gamora's too. pretty cool. She's cool. She has cool hair. She has just everything about her. Big I fan. like I like her relationship with Peter Quill. I think they're I like cool. It too. They're, they're fun. cute. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't because I feel like too if you know there's a new Guardians and she's not in it, it's going to be a little bit too somber because everyone's going to be grieving her. And like the fun of those movies is how dumb they are. So <laughs> I don't know if I want like an Ingmar Bergman. Everyone's right. sad, and <laughs> upset. Man, I love that first Guardians movie. It's really. Funny. It's very funny. It's so good. Um. Um, what? Oh, do you have any more facts? I do have some oh, wow. more. I won't cut you off. I guess I just have one more because I, the last one I said earlier, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so I guess if you notice, if you take a look back in trailers or I guess footage they showed ahead of time, they made sure to go back and edit out any Infinity Stones because they didn't want anyone to know what movie would be about. So like, no matter where you look, there's no Infinity Stones in any of the promos because they didn't want to say too much. Which it's like, it's called Infinity War. I feel like you can kind of figure it out. But <laughs> I guess Marvel just really, they did the most. They love to use Photoshop. They do. Although, what do you use? Because I know you can like retouch like film now. Like movies are able to do that. So I always wonder what that process is like. I feel like it'd be exhausting. Yes, yeah. very exhausting. I'm sure that they are using a lot of different software to a accomplish that. A lot of software. That. I don't want to use it, it sounds like I would. Man, I want to. That sounds great. I just feel like after a while, you'd be like, oh, so I want to learn. Editing. Teach me. But would you edit every frame, or can you say, like, keep their face like this? I've can you tell the computer that? Probably on some of the newer stuff, I'm sure you probably could do wow. that. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. It's not like the olden times where you had to rotoscope special effects on. Oh, my God. You ever read about that process, how that works? I don't really know much about it. That's like frame by frame painting. <gasps> that's like no how they, that's how they achieved like the original lightsaber effects in the, uh, in the oh, old wow. movies. Look at that. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy stuff. Interesting. Very intensive. Yeah. All right. Well, those are my fun facts. Well, thank you. They were not great. <laughs> so we've raved a lot about the things that we really we've liked about the movie. It. We've been saying how great it is. Yeah. I want to talk about a couple of things that I think could have been better, you know? Okay. Tell me. Because, okay, tell I have to say this movie <laughs> did take a step in the right direction for me. Oh, for sure. One of the things that I really, really want in big action fantasy stuff is good music. Yes. I want good music. Mm -hmm. And it's really a shame, and I'm not... The first person to bring this up there's a i've talked i think in the thor episode we talked about the just music in the marvel movies and temp scores and how all that works which go listen to that episode because i don't want to go over it all again but <laughs> it's a shame that all of these characters who we know and many of us not me so much but a lot of people really love they don't have identifiable theme music yeah so we don't have like you know when thor comes on screen we don't get like an awesome like thor theme that we recognize as being associated with that character there's not a Tony Stark like Iron Man kind of theme we don't have mm -hmm. the, the Guardians of the Galaxy could have like an awesome like synth or 80s rock kind of style sound that accompanied them on screen but the only song that's like a has a motif that repeats throughout the movie which we've only heard once before is the Avengers theme which is just the bah, 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 that one right yeah and the only time we've ever heard that before was in I think 2012's The Avengers and then in probably in the other one with the the robo guy what yeah. is that age of ultron thank you <laughs> but none of the other characters have anything that's like really 
I guess, touching and emotional that goes along with them. It's not very, um, the music isn't very adventurous and it doesn't kind of punch you in the really, you know, in the exciting places. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't know. Kick you in the crotch is a little terrifying. It doesn't kick me in the crotch. It's not, it doesn't get me going. I didn't notice at all, but I maybe looking back, maybe if I ever watch this again, which I don't think I will because so much time. Do you, you've seen the Incredibles, right? Yes. Do you remember the music in that movie? No. <laughs> no? You should watch The Incredibles again because The Incredibles has an incredible soundtrack. Really? Oh, my incredible gosh. soundtrack? I was lo- that a little... I love <laughs> the sound... Oh, that, no, I didn't even mean to do that. But it's so good. Like, And that's a superhero movie, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. It's a shame that they don't because yeah. I feel like that would be another thing that would make me like Marvel a lot more. And hmm. I hope that they kind of embrace Food that. for thought. That the intellectual in the future. Critic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for me, I I wasn't too concerned with the music, but I think for me with the length, I mean, I did appreciate the rapport between all the cast members. I feel like the subplots were all kind of fun in their own way, but I do feel like the movie spends so much time, like, bouncing from each group to each group. Because there's a lot of, like, mini groups. It's, like, Avengers featuring, not Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy featuring, like, Thor and then, like, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and all these other people. But they have, like, all these little mini groups and so I just feel like so much of, like, honestly, like, the first 90 minutes is just, like, checking in on each one of them. And you kind of get, like, Thanos doing doing stuff on the side. And so I feel like because of all that bouncing around for such a long period of time, the movie feels kind of, it lacks a sort of urgency for a lot of its length. And then maybe toward the end, like, you, you know, can feel that in a way that it should be. But you kind of feel like it just takes forever to actually, like, get going for the most part. Yeah. Which is, like, rough for me. I agree. I, I had a hard time. I wrote this down. I have a, diff- a difficult time differentiating the acts yeah. of this movie. It feels more of like a two-act structure. Yeah. There's the first half, which is the build-up, yeah. and then the second half, which is the conclusion. Yeah, and the build-up just feels so much longer. I don't know exactly, like, time-wise if it is, but I do feel like it feels that way. So. Yeah. Although, I do have to say, sometimes I feel with these Marvel movies that the action starts going, and then it never, ever stops. And yeah, I feel true. like they did slow down quite a bit in some mm-hmm. place in this movie, and you let the characters talk to each other, and there was some fun banter, and there was a lot of room for jokes and silliness. Yeah. But all in all, there wasn't as much action and fighting and destruction mm-hmm. and explosions as I expected, Yeah, which was kind of a nice surprise. That was nice, for sure. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah, the pacing is a little bit, mm-hmm. it's a little bit funny. They could cut a little fat. It'd be fine. I wouldn't be too broken if we had to, you know, leave a group for a little while, because I feel like sometimes you would just kind of do something with them, and it wouldn't, it'd be like maybe entertaining, but not super necessary, but not a huge deal, though. I like, I do agree with that there's... Richard Brody's review of the movie in The New Yorker, he had talked about how the movie often feels like kind of almost a commercial for Marvel movies because it's pretty much just all these like little scenes of maybe things that you would find in like a trailer or something. So it does feel a little episodic in that way. But yeah. still not too detrimental. I feel like a lot no. of these things, even though I have these little quibbles, I'm not like mad about it, I guess. Yeah, that was one of my biggest worries coming yeah. into this film was there's so many characters to keep track of. How are they yeah. going to do it in a way that's respectful and how are they going to handle all of them in a way that makes yeah. me kind of satisfied mm-hmm. about where they go? I was amazed at how well they juggled all of the storylines, yeah, to be honest, because there was a lot going there's on. There was a lot going on. I didn't think we'd get as much time kind of exploring Thanos' character either. No. Which was interesting. What did you think about it? I really like Thanos a lot, and I think Josh Brolin's performance is really good as well, which I I don't ever really expect this, like, great performance in a Marvel movie, but I think he's a very interesting villain. He's kind of this, like, the calm madman who 
you feel like he just kind of likes that feeling of power, but at the end of the day, he just kind of almost wants to chill knowing that he, like, destroyed the universe. Like, it's there's, like, this weird, it's just kind of an ego thing, but he's not, like, super over the top or anything, and I feel like he kind of brings this Shakespearean energy, which I feel like yeah. I use Shakespearean a lot when I'm describing dramatic characters in <laughs> these movies, but he definitely does, if he were to speak in Old yeah. English, maybe. You know, in terms of special effects, he looks really good for the most yeah. part, but it's a little distracting because he's, like, this very thick purple man thick who just with four C's with okay. four C's very <laughs> thick purple man he's so funny looking that at first I was looking at him in the theater and I was just like this guy looks weird like I just I know he's CG and it's just kind of like I'm I yeah. feel like I'm not quite there but the more I watch it the more I kind of forgave it because I want these movies to be colorful and I want them to be weird and I yeah, want true. them to enjoy the fact that they're comic books. Yeah. So I forgive it. Like if it yeah. looks a little bit goofy, that's okay. Like this is a movie mm. about a, a man named Dr. Strange and a boy who can shoot webs out of his <laughs> wrists. Like it doesn't matter. I kept thinking of, cause I mean the Russos are, you know, behind so much of Arrested Development. And I kept thinking of uh, Tobias as Blue Man. Oh my gosh. And now we have Purple Man. I can't believe love. that you brought that up. Did you did you catch the Easter egg? Or did you read I about it, it at I all? I heard about it, that there's, you can see Tobias. You can see Tobias in one point. of the, he's in one of the glass cases wow. with the collector. Amazing. With Guillermo, uh, not Guillermo. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Guillermo's the director. (laughs) Benicio's the actor. Yeah. That's a fun little thing. Yeah. Love some Tobias love. Was he, what was he wearing? Oh, he's, he's in his never nude costume. So he's, he's blue and he has the shorts on. I love that. You can, I didn't notice it in the theater because I was too distracted by all the other things that were going on, but uh, there's screenshots of it online. You can find. That's so good. That is funny. like to think about that, you know, these directors are going from, these kind of TV projects that are humble to like the biggest movie internationally. I mean, I think everyone is seeing this movie, so good for them. Yeah. Pat on the back. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Thanos's lackeys? Oh my God. The big I aliens. really loved that one. He, I don't even know how to describe him. He has like the white hair. The one with the, like, like the one with no nose. With no nose. And he can just like kind of snap a finger and oh, some crazy stuff happens. He was I my favorite one. Because he's just so like calm and elegant and graceful, but can like do so much destruction. Yeah. And is so unfazed by everything. And I just. He was cool. A big fan. Kind of reminded like, me of Snape for some reason. Definitely. I'm not sure what it was. Kind of a Voldemort vibe. Voldemort vibe. Honestly, if he were the villain, I'd be cool with it. And he th- was a cool villain. I, I honestly. <laughs> I liked the design of all of the lackeys except for the one, the woman with like the blue stripe over her eyes and the horns. She was so oh, obviously <laughs> CG to me. Yeah. I don't know. That one I didn't like so much, but just in terms of design, her character's fine. Yeah. But like that guy with no nose who can use magic, I liked it. I it's liked cool. him because he's this kind of counterpart to Doctor Strange, who's this human who you've seen the movie of, and you're like, yeah. he had to go through so much training to learn this magic, and he's so aggressive when he moves his hands yeah. around to do it. But then there's this alien who's this, like, zen master yeah. who can just kind of, you know, cut entire cars in half just by, like, gently moving a finger. Oh, so cool. Very cool. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also still don't really... I've never seen the Doctor Strange movie, so I still am a little unclear how one would describe his powers. He can manipulate time. He well, no. the stone that he has allows him to manipulate time, but mostly he just learns a bunch of magic. So it's like he can <laughs> good for him. He can kind of manipulate reality. It's kind of hard to explain, but he he can manipulate reality and kind of create wormholes and portals. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange is all right. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's fine. Yeah, I Benedict Cumberbatch 
oh my god, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's so hard to say. It is. His wig is really something. I really like. Oh yeah. I like how <laughs> All they the wigs. have like the there's like the stray piece of stray hair that they even have attached to the wig. It's just they have every little detail down oh, for yes. that. Was Chris Evans? Was that a wig hair extensions? Was that real? I, I don't, have no idea. I feel like it's not. There's just Do you a think lot the beard was real? I think the beard was real because I feel like he had a beard in real life. I never saw him uh. with long hair. He has like a now he has he like shaved his head and has like a mustache for some other role, but like a mustache with no other facial hair and it's very terrifying. And then Scarlett Johansson. I guess a lot of fans have been saying too that the way she looks in this movie, there's like in the comics, there's like an imposter Black Widow, and the way Scarlett Johansson looks in this movie looks like that. Which I don't know if that means that she's an imposter. I don't think it's an imposter, but who knows? Who knows? Speculation. Yeah. I was confused, too, because she, like, bleached her eyebrows. Why? Was she paying homage to Elizabeth Salander? Like, I don't know what's going on there, but that was interesting. I like how these are the details that you totally were clued into, and I didn't notice at all. I'm a big fan of even just superhero trailers. It's just, like, spot the wigs. There's just a lot of fake hair in superhero movies. It's it's too much. So much money being spent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's another prediction that we made last episode what was that it? you made. You said was I right? you were wrong, which was good, which is also good. You were like, I'm worried that I'm not going to like it. And I'm worried that Wakanda is going to be effed is what you said. You were like, kinda you were like, Wakanda is going to be ruined. But it ultimately was pretty, it was pretty all right. I mean, probably half the people in Wakanda died. <laughs> You know what? I take it back. The Wakanda people, was kind of effed. The people are Wakanda. I try to make that sound like really like majestic, but like my voice sounded hoarse. Did so your did I your heart flutter when when Black Panther yelled out Wakanda forever before oh, they charged? Did you was, feel it? It was so upsetting. So I was like, Wakanda, things are gonna happen. I got a question. Yeah. Where the heck were the battle rhinos from Black Panther? That's a good question. Where the heck were those rhinos? Those would have been helpful. Been, they would have been very helpful yeah. to whatever the weird demon. What what were those? In just a second. I'm going to call up the Russo brothers and see. <laughs> a ring ring. A Russo brothers? Oh, th- they couldn't afford the rhinos. Oh. Thanks, guys. How much was this movie? Like, it has oh. to be like 300 million. Probably 300 or more. I would I assume. Know, I mean, if the first Avengers, that was like 250 million. I think I know that for sure. So I feel like they wouldn't spend more. I mean, they wouldn't spend less, and they wouldn't yeah. spend the same amount. So. I heard I heard rumors on the internet saying that it was between three and four. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. That's, that's too much. But I guess when you see the closing credits, how many people are employed, it's like, I guess that makes sense. That's like more people, I think, in my hometown worked on this movie. Oh, like the credits, I feel like, go way. on for, that's like a whole movie, honestly. Like 10 minutes. I was just like, are they making up names at this point? There's so many people. But that was interesting. Where did they come from? Where did they come from? What are their talents? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, I know I just keep saying things that I like, but there were a lot, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. I'm happy that they continued the joke from Captain America Civil War, where Peter Parker, a Spider-Man, makes like movie references to explain things. Oh, does he? I did not. Because um, <laughs> in, in Civil War, when he makes his first appearance as Spider-Man, he's trying to tell Tony Stark that they need to take down Ant-Man, who's like very, very big. Yeah. And he's like, you ever, you ever see that really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back? And they're like, <laughs> you're so young. And then he says, we're going to we're gonna take down the walkers like they do in that movie. And he uses the webs to like swing around. 
around mm. Ant-Man's feet to bring him down like they do on Hoth. Smart. Very smart. But in this movie, when they're fighting the no-nose alien guy in space who's torturing Doctor Strange, yeah. he says, hey, do you ever see that really old movie, Aliens? <laughs> which is in reference to the part where they blow open a hole oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. space and suck, mm-hmm. suck an alien through it, which they do to that guy. <laughs> so I appreciated that. I love that. That that joke continued. He's fun. I wish there was more. You, there's like a glimpse of his sidekick from Homecoming who's like my favorite, his BFF, you know? Oh, yeah. You see him on the school at the beginning, and I was really hoping he would be in this more. I knew he wouldn't be. Yeah. But I was like, he should have been in on all this action. It would have been pretty funny if he went along on the space oh, adventure. so good. I'd yeah. be so down for it. But <laughs> I guess you can't include everyone. Although I'm still mad that they could somehow manage to include uh, Gwyneth Goop Paltrow and not Lupita Nyong'o. A little bit hurt. Whoa, yeah, Lupita wasn't in this. Yeah, but they have freaking Gwyneth. Gwyneth doesn't do anything except sell $1,000 shower curtains that apparently yeah, what the replenish heck? your auras. I'm over it. Yeah, and like Lupita like acts. Lupita is an actress, trademark. Gwyneth Paltrow used to be an actress, but now I guess she's just an entrepreneur. She's a goop salesman. She's a goop saleswoman. She does it all. She says things like, I'd rather smoke crack than eat cheese from a can. Was that a thing? She did say that. Do I agree with it? Yeah. But still mm. shouldn't say it in public. Man. <laughs> all, all you listeners out there who like cheese in a can, nothing against you. Yeah. No I judgment. You do like. Really <laughs> no judgment gross. for me. You'll have to talk to Blake separately. Have you seen when they put like celery and then they put, they like spray the cheese in the can in like the little Now who's, celery who's thing? they in this scenario? Monsters? <laughs> I, I would call whoever anyone who does that a monster, so I guess. Is that a thing you've witnessed in real life? I've seen it. I've seen it at, like, big gatherings. If there's, like, is that considered, like, an hors d'oeuvre or something? I, gosh. Maybe. I don't know. But I've seen I've, them on, like, I've weird. never seen that in real life. You're so lucky. I think my eyes are still recovering from when I have seen <laughs> that. But um, Burned your retinas. Yeah. <laughs> have seen that. Well, I think, do you have anything else you want to talk about, or are you feeling um, pretty good on Let's see. Marvel. Is there anything on my list of oh. notes? <laughs> How shocked were you at Peter Dinklage's Peter Dinklage's at Peter Dinklage? No, yeah, at Peter yeah, Dinklage's appearance. Oh, I loved it. It was fun. He plays a dwarf, but he's very big. But he's a giant at the same time. A dwarf giant. I love it. It yeah. was fun casting. He was great, and he even did Tyrion Lannister's voice. Oh, really? A little bit, definitely. See, I don't really know who Tyrion Lannister doesn't know. That's the Game of Thrones reference. That's right. You don't but watch Game of Thrones. More. I forgot. I don't watch. Actually, I did watch the first. I watched the first season, but not the last episode of the first season. Oh. So however many episodes that is. Was that show a little too intense for you? Well, I don't even really remember what happened, but I remember they, like, I'd see, I know worse things happen to him later, but there's this part where Sean Bean, they, like, cut his uh, Achilles tendon or something with, like, a sword, and I was like, I'm out. I can't do this. That was what made you bow out of Game of Thrones? Yeah, because first of all, I didn't think it was that exciting. I thought it was kind of boring. Whoops. Ha ha ha. And then there was that, and then I was like, I... And I'd also heard about, like, the Red Wedding, and I'm like, I don't think I can handle this. So That's I, a very cool. stressful scene. Also, very I stressful. I just don't watch TV. I haven't watched a show, like, like a whole show for years. Yes, you're all about films. Exactly. All about movies. <laughs> I can do nothing else. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I mentioned everything on my list. Cool. My second thing was wigs. So as long as I had those, hey. I even wrote down who I wanted to talk about. There you go. <laughs> and I talked about all of them, so. Great. We're great. We're chilling. Cool. Yeah. Well, in that <laughs> so case, uh, well, I guess since we're done, we'll move on and do recommendations. Great. Why don't you start us off? All right. Well, I don't. I was just thinking of underrated superhero movies. 
you know, I just watched The Rocketeer from the 90s. Kind of dumb. I feel like it's kind of boring, but also, like, I don't know. It's like that fun 90s action. It's set in the 30s. It just feels like one of those, you know, serial movies they did in the 30s, but, like, 90s. So enjoyed that one a lot. It's like a, The Rocketeer is like a comic book character who's never since been revisited. So it's just kind of like a depiction of one of his exploits. And Timothy Dalton's the villain. Is he the guy with the big nose? Who? The Rocketeer? No. Or Timothy Dalton? The bad guy in that movie. Timothy Dalton, he was in like two James Bond movies. I don't think he has yeah, a big nose. But there's like a character in The Rocketeer who has like a scary face. Is there? Didn't you say Dick you just Tracy? watched it? I haven't seen Dick Tracy. Hmm, I don't think so. Maybe I'm I'll thinking of something to, else. I remember been, being scared of The Rocketeer when I was a kid. Really? I was scared of that movie. I don't know who could have a big nose. Hmm. Paul Sorvino? Maybe. I don't know. There was a scary looking character in that movie. <laughs> Freaked me out. We're gonna, you're gonna have to locate it. It's been like 10 years. <laughs> well, who knows who it is. But yeah, that movie's a lot of fun. Young Jennifer Connell is in it. I honestly don't even know the name of the main actor. Like, he was in that. He's been in things since, but like nothing that was like a big deal. Hmm. So, just some fun throwaway 90s stuff. And then I guess it isn't a superhero movie necessarily, but it's kind of like a com- in the comic book style. Kind of like, I would say, when like Sin City was in vogue, like this was kind of riding off that. It's Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, which actually features homegirl Gwyneth. Another movie and... that I watched as a kid and was scared by. Oh, were you scared of like Laurence Olivier's like weird cameo in that? I don't know. Is he the blind man in the hut? I don't, I don't think so. That well, man scared me a lot. Lawrence Olivier, I mean, he was long dead when this came out, but for some reason they were, like, able to, like, reconstruct something, and so he appears as, like, a hologram. It's creepy. But it's, like, this also, I think, set in the 30s, and it's this very mm. weird, it looks like a comic book, and it's kind of this misadventure sort of movie, and Angelina Jolie's in it, and she has an eye patch, and, yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel like both of these recommendations, I didn't really even describe what they were, but everyone, you know the names... There's Google. You can find out more. They're both fun. www.google.com. And then you type in The Rocketeer 1991. Click the click the icon that looks like a magnifying glass. Maybe you don't even have to write 1991. Maybe it will just know, and it will pop up, and it will know what you're talking about. Google seems to be able to read minds nowadays. So yeah, they've read my mind a couple of times. I'm not going to say when. Um, what were your recommendations? <laughs> after after your wonderful steampunk recommendations, <laughs> it's up to me. Uh, well, I'm happy that you took it to a, kind of a different direction because I just thought I'd recommend the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movies wow. that I thought like were the the best ones shooketh. previous to this one. <laughs> what did you say? I said I was shooketh. Oh, shooketh. Hearing that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were not surprised at all. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> In recent memory, I'd say definitely Thor Ragnarok. That mm. movie is a ton of fun. Listen to our episode on it. Love. Watch the movie. Good promo. Very, there. very fun. I would say that. I would say The Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, yes. is also very funny and goofy. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you're not going to agree with me on Uh-oh. this one. But lastly, I'm going to say the Spider-Man Homecoming would be my three Boo. from the Marvel Comic Universe. It's fun. It's quirky. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Is it the best? I love the sidekick. The this, this true. Yeah. When is he going to have his own movie? I don't know. That's the real question. Who's going to pitch this to Marvel? Well, he better he better not have a movie before Scarlett Johansson gets a Black Widow That's, movie. Honestly, Marvel will probably do that. I've heard that, that it's in the works. It I've better be that. in the works, but I don't know. What's going to be her newest just, hairstyle? Just give her a crazy hairstyle and She's done let her do some cool espionage. That's all you got to do. Just make a cool heist movie. Honestly, just make a heist movie. Yeah. Just make her... I'm trying to think of like what could be... Like the mold. 
I'll think about it some it other time. It could be anything. Make a movie version of the TV show Alias. Put her in it. You're done. You're done. Perfect. Ask Jennifer Gardner to come on set, tell you what to do. Cool. It'll be great. <laughs> Those are my recommendations. Wow. Uh, I think what we should do next, because we're challenging expectations, just like this movie did, <laughs> is now we should do our final thoughts, because we forgot to earlier. Oh, whoops. Ha, ha, ha. Did you enjoy that fake laugh? I did. I really tried. Should I hit him? Sure, you go first. Okay. Like I've said multiple times on this episode, <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I was surprised at how much I liked it. And I would say that overall, I'm happy that Marvel's decided to start making movies in color. They're <laughs> no longer making drab, gray-looking things. They're embracing mm. the fact that they are out of a color comic book, and they're using warm tones, yes. bright colors. It's all fun. Fun and games. <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes. It just says, no battle rhinos. I want my $15 back. Mm, that's a good good <laughs> statement. That should have just been your final thought. That should have been my final thought. Nothing no. else. And then I think it's cool that it's been 10 years of Marvel now, which is wild, that that first Iron Man movie came out in 2008. Yeah. So I just want to say it's very cool to have seen the genesis of this series move from this grounded, kind of straightforward storytelling with just kind of regular origin story stuff and now to have it move into this colorful like space fantasy weird exciting journey like i don't know it's just it's cool to see how much that it's changed and yeah. i'm happy that it's able to have changed that's true they really made it work they know they know themselves now they know they know it works they know they're self-aware yeah that's my thought <laughs> that's good First of all, I'm very impressed that you write down the final thoughts because I don't think I ever do, which is why they, none of them ever make sense. I feel like it's all just word vomit. <laughs> so uh, get ready for another word vomity final thought. But I would say I agree. I'm very impressed this movie is as fresh as it is a decade after the Marvel Universe cinematic universe kind of kicked off. I do think even though I do think it is a little bit too long, I feel like it is a little bit as you know richard brody said a little bit like a commercial for marvel movies a lot of the time i think this is a lot of fun i think it really balances the comedy and the necessary drama well i like the unexpected ending i'm looking forward to the sequel i'm ready i think fans will definitely be satisfied definitely as they i feel like they usually are i feel like marvel's never really disappointed so and the movie had a great moral teaching at the end true did you pick up on it you know, I said true, and then I realized, what was it? You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work, except uh, when it doesn't and half the universe dies. That's true. Yeah, they couldn't get it together. Yep. Granted, they have so many people to get together. In. Like, I was thinking about that. If they had to get all the heroes in this movie together in one room, they'd have to reserve, like, an auditorium. They could not just be like, oh, let's just get together in, like, you know, one of Tony Stark's rooms or hotel rooms like it would have to be they wouldn't have enough chairs <laughs> they'd have to go you know over to one of the UW auditoriums they'd have to go to Kane Hall oh gross someone have to give a presentation it would be a lot to do that would be yeah wow and that is my final thought well excellent if you want to hear more of us talking about movies you can find us on Apple Podcasts Google Play Android wherever you get your podcasts and on our website uwpodcast.com where you can also find all kinds of other great shows like Home Plates Between the Culture Pillow Talk, uh, the Box Seat Podcast. There's a lot of really great stuff coming out uh, here at The Daily. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at The Filmcast to get little updates about when our episodes are coming out or just see other silly things that are happening on the internet. <laughs> uh, you can follow our personal accounts at Aiden Walkero or at Blake W. Peterson. Blake is admittedly much funnier on Twitter than I am. Uh, if you want to <laughs> write to us uh, with some thoughts about the movies we've talked about or just want to say hey or whatever you can send us an email at cinemadventurepodcast at gmail.com if you like the show share it with a friend uh give it a retweet talk it up 
give it the word of mouth treatment and we'll uh, get the thoughts out there. Uh, if you want to follow along with us, next Monday we're going to be talking about Coraline, the animated Ooh. film from Leica Studios, with two very special guests. We'll be joined by Celia Schluckaway and Alex Bruel. Very wow. excited. All stars. All stars. It's exciting. Yeah. Any uh, Anything you want to say before we um, log off here? I think I'm good. I feel like I, I said what I had to say and feeling contented. Uh, predictions for Infinity War Part 2. I think I will like it Mm. because this movie proved me wrong. So now I have this renewed faith, renewed sense of, I was going to say like fanship, but that's not a word. But, you know, I'm sure everyone can interpret that in their own way. So whatever that is. I'm predicting (laughs) Battle Rhinos. There better be some battle rhinos. There better be some battle rhinos. And Scarlett Johansson's eyebrows better be back. Oh yeah, what? Well, let's let's. What's her hair gonna be like in the next one? She, I think she's what she's gonna do. She's going to shave it and get like a really scary ear piercing, and she's just gonna go completely. She's gonna look like Elizabeth Solander. <laughs> That's what go. she's moving toward. Cool. <laughs> well, I agree with all those predictions. So in that case, we'll wrap up here. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com. Seattle Seahawks have the best offensive line in NFL history. Kyle Seager is the better Seager brother. Markel Fultz is the best player on the Sixers. Hashtag trust the process. Okay, we don't actually believe any of these things. But if you want to hear our thoughts on topics like these, tune into the Boxing Podcast with Chris Ankiko, Alec Dietz, and Andy Amashta every Friday on the Soundbite Network. Did you know Peruvians have their own type of Chinese food? Or that Vietnamese food is heavily influenced by French cuisine? Have you ever wondered what other cultures' drunk food is like? Explore these topics and more right here on the Soundbite Network. My name is Dee Dee Madigan, and I'm the host of Home Plates, a podcast all about food. Catch up on the first season of Home Plates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. New episodes air every Wednesday.